Hello everyone and welcome to the conclusion of the original series. We have made it to the return of the Jedi. You've got me, fully armed and operational battle station zinger. Well, you've got me, Ellie Walk. And me, David the Hutt. Joining us for another Star Wars movie discussion. So we have... This is the last movie of the original trilogy. Technically, this was kind of the end of Star Wars movies for the longest time. No matter how you looked at it, even with no matter what cut you did, this would still be the last one. So we've made it to this point. And I guess, as we always do, we're going to start off with our three favorite moments from Return of the Jedi. And let's see if we can keep up the game of seeing if everyone has different ones this time. So who would like to go first? Uh, top three moments. Uh, my first one is the starfighter and capital ship battle over the moon of Endor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is the fight at the Sarlacc pit on Tatooine. And then my third one is uh, Yoda's revelation to Luke on Dagobah, followed by Obi-Wan Kenobi's force ghost showing up. Interesting. All right. All right. Ellie, are you anchoring this one or... Um, I can. It's up to you. All right. I guess I will give it a shot then with okay. mine. Okay. I'm going to go with the battle over Endor, mainly the, the, the Starfighter and Luke versus Vader kind of one, the, the battle on the planet surface or the moon surface I'm kind of hit or miss on. But but the def- definitely the, the, the starship battle was really cool, and it's something that, I mean, got me. I always loved seeing that as a kid. Um, my number, I guess I'm counting up or from there. So my number two would be Obi-Wan returning as a Force ghost and his discussion with Luke, including one of my favorite lines of the series, what I told you was true from a certain point of view. What is it with you in that phrase? It, it's because it justifies everything. Okay. It can justify the... It, 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 is, it, is, it is so well done and so well put into there. It, it's just... It's something that I know had no intention of being the way it is, but it's 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 such a great line, and I, I really enjoy that, that, that part. But my number one moment from Return of the Jedi is a weird one. Okay. It is the Emperor's arrival at the Death Star. Because it is cool looking. It, it was something that you you cut away to this, and it's you you see all these fighters flying around. You see another one of the Imperial shuttles landing, but there's troops everywhere. You know, standing in, in at attention. You know, officers, everyone are standing there, and these guards are coming out. And then this is the first time you really see the Emperor in person. And it was such a such an imposing and such a eerie moment. I I think so. That that's something I really enjoyed. From from this was 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 that that first kind of true. Here's the emperor, and look 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 at all this fanfare he demands for his arrivals. Groovy. So you, you want me to go now? I I, guess I was making sure you were done. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> okay. For now. <laughs> well, here I go with the, the typical girly choices. I'm sure. Um, I like the moment about the the. The sister, twin sister reveal. Yes. Uh, when you know, you know they have that touching moment, and then wait, are you talking about the one between where he realizes discussing with Obi Wan, or where he discusses it with Leia herself? When he's talking with Leia. Okay. 
I, I just think it's a really cool touching moment. Um, you know, and, and it, it makes us then start feeling weirded out going, I wonder if they're sitting there thinking, Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about the kiss and you know, and all that stuff. But, um, I don't know. I just, I, I liked that, that brother sister bond. Um, and I'm sure the, um, the happiness of Han Solo when he realizes that um, they are siblings. Um, <laughs> I, of course, have to say that one of my favorites is when Darth Vader kills the Emperor. I, I don't. I know some people may not like that. I, I really did. It just confirmed the whole struggle that he was going through, and he tried to be all. Tell big. your sister. You were right. <laughs> well, I mean, and just his whole trying to be big and bad and, you know, and all that. And he just love over overpowers. So I like it. Um, so that's probably my, my second favorite. And then, of course, um, I'm going to give Leia a little bit more love. Well, there's a lot of Leia love in this movie for me. All right. But um, when she chokes out <laughs> Jabba. All right. Yeah, I, I like it. She She's like... Everybody else is fighting and doing their part. I'm going to do mine too. And she chokes out the big old fat baddie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I mean, we, we did have some crossover here with this one. But this is, of course, a very iconic movie, I think, for all Star Wars fans and everything. So just I just wanted to say that we still had a nice little mesh of stuff. And I want to say I am proud of all three of us right now for not mentioning that the Slave Leia outfit was one of our favorite moments. <laughs> because I think we all secretly that 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 thing is everyone's here number one. We just don't want to admit it. Can I can I say something? All right. Okay. So, if you ever go to a Star Wars celebrations, right? Mm-hmm. Which we did, and David has done. Yep. You just get desensitized <laughs> to to the slave Leia by the slave Leia costume if you go to a Star Wars celebrations after you've seen thousands of slave leias in all shapes and sizes well hold on david didn't you say that you were at the recent one and they weren't that numerous oh, were there not that many at that one there i think there's probably between maybe 50 to 75 oh. that, and they they gathered for like a photo shoot on the stairs okay. they always do but, but you well. know it, it's it's more like at star wars celebration is definitely desensitizing at other like regular cons it's definitely like oh look there's a slave leia <laughs> <laughs> well when we went um it was ridiculous well like, you couldn't walk and not trip over a slave leia well to be to be fair real quick i know we're we're di diverting a little bit from talking about jedi but i think there's a lot more female character like actual female characters to choose from now in the now there are yes. yeah now now there yeah. are compared to where we went so yeah. i mean there, there, there's a lot more now yeah, it was all about Ray this year. I, I can, I can I, see yeah, that. I can definitely yeah. see that easily. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's definitely definitely something there. Um, do you want to do the special edition or me discuss the me go over the plot real quick? Well, let's do the plot. That's usually what we do next. All right. So for the plot. Yes. All right. So the beginning of the movie starts off on a half-built mechanical planet. The next part is on a sand, completely sand planet. The one after that is a swamp planet, followed by a planet entirely forest, followed by the mechanical planet, followed by the mechanical planet exploding. There, I just described every scene in the movie 
<laughs> bare bones down to the fact that they're all just one giant something or another. I, I, I wanted to do, do the Lucas pitch again, but I felt like I ran that into the ground the last time. <sighs> oh, and there is man-eating Ewoks on one of the planets. Take a wild guess which one. <laughs> I, I want to get into the discussion with this one because this has an interesting thing with the special edition. And I don't know if my opinion is going to be the same as your guys's, so we'll find out in a second. Um, I personally have no positives to say about it aside from just them touching it up. There's no scene that was like, I'm really glad they added that. It's just the nice little, you know, effects touch ups with the more modern technology. As for ones I didn't appreciate them doing, um, Sarlacc Pit was kind of something that didn't need the beacon stuff. I don't know, um, and I, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna rip this bandaid off real quick. Hayden Christensen had no right to be in this oh movie. Oh my god! <laughs> so okay, okay. To be fair, to be fair, why is Hayden Christensen allowed to be in this movie, but Hugh McGregor was not put in? For Obi Wan, then instead, explain. No, no one can exactly. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna dilute your haterade for a little bit, and I liked. I, yes, they probably should have put if they're gonna put Hayden Christensen in. Maybe they should have put you and McGregor, but wasn't well I guess you can't really do that argument either I was gonna say he was no I don't know why they didn't put him in I mean because would do you think that they should have put the force ghost of a um Anakin in as his form when he died instead of his younger so you mean as Sebastian Shaw again you mean keeping the Sebastian Shaw version of him right yeah, I think they should have. I don't see why they he, wouldn't. That's yeah. when he died, so that technically would have been what is... Unless ghosts are allowed well, okay, to just pick okay. what age you are when you're forming the ghost Well, form. In, in fairness, then why didn't we get the complete burnt-out version of Vader then? When he's laying on the ground on Mustafar, why wasn't it, you know, a Vader sitting there with no arms completely burned to death? Nobody wants <laughs> to see that. Because that. that's when Vader was technically born. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, if we're going to get that specific into it, I mean, for the people that saw 4, 5, and 6 originally, mm -hmm. then, you know, cool, watch it the regular way as far as the Force Ghost is concerned. Yeah. I think it's a nice touch for maybe people cool. that okay. grew up on 1, 2, and 3 first. Um, so, I, I guess it's just your preference. I don't see a problem with it, but I do understand your argument about Ewan McGregor, though. If, if, if it's going to be Hayden Christensen and why that couldn't form, they? Why couldn't they have just put him I, in there, too? I agree. I agree. I'm sorry. I'll give you that. Plus, okay, okay, one last argument. One last argument for, for <laughs> this thing. Don't say one. I was going to say, that, won't be, that for, won't be the last argument. For, for this Hayden Christensen debacle oh, in this. Oh, here we go. Okay. How would Luke even recognize him? He would not. He would not. He's just yeah. like, who's that guy? Yeah. That's that's not the guy I just pulled the mask off of. That looks like some guy who hates sand. <sighs> <sighs> Moving on. Uh, hold on. Let's Dave, ask David. D yeah, so what I say, is your opinion, David? <laughs> uh, Sebastian Shaw permanently. Woo! And, and uh, 
keeping uh not not uh not Ewan McGregor. I prefer old Obi-Wan because he lived his full life as a Jedi and therefore he's represented as what Luke knows him as. He'd, he'd be like, who's that Who's that random guy too? True. For, to, for fairness, I was yeah. using the Hugh McGregor argument as a why not. I don't want him in there. I think having the original... Right. You were saying if yes. they're going to put Hayden Christensen as that age in there. Why not? Why yeah. Why do we have Obi-Wan as that age as the Force goes? Yes, I, I just, yeah, I just I wanted to saying. clarify that that real quick, that I was not arguing to take that away from anybody. Yes, I gotcha. Yeah, Hayden Christensen doesn't need to be anywhere near Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last thing, and this is something I need to make amends for now, because I have been, and there, and there is something else that we need to make amends for too, so I have been throwing flack at Boba Fett for movie after movie. You have. Especially, I, I, I believe this started in episode two where I threw my hate at Jango Fett. Uh, episode three, I don't think I threw any hate, but through the special editions of New Hope and Empire, I've thrown a lot of flack at Boba Fett the entire time. And now is the moment for what I believe will be my redemption, which I have promised in the past. Mm-hmm. There was supposed to be allegedly a scene added to the special edition when they did like the Blu-ray release, something like that, to where after the credits or at some point in the credits, it was supposed to show back on tattooing somebody walking away in obvious Mandalorian armor from the Sarlacc pit. If they had added that, it would have been the greatest addition to the special editions and would have made up for a lot of stuff they, they put in there that no one wanted. That's just my personal opinion. I, I enjoy Boba Fett, and that, that, that would have been a great thing to see on screen. Plus, a lot of the special edition stuff they, they did add was little shots of Boba Fett here and there, and I did not mind that at all. Well, what are you referring to as what people no one wanted? What do you mean? You just said about the special edition and that, you know, they added stuff that no one wanted. Okay, Um. let me see here. And I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm just saying this is um, the. Well, then su- don't say no one wanted. All right. <laughs> did did you want it? Did you need to see Naboo celebrating the fact that that the empire was toppled? Sure. You you no. you. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I, I'm just gonna gonna analyze this real quick. I I'm I'm having it on record. This is being recorded that Ellie is claiming she wants more Gungans in movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, don't say no one. Because maybe there's people out there that want it. You never know. So you That's also, why you have the choice of watching the special edition or not watching it if you have the old version still. <laughs> true. So, so one final argument then for this. So you're saying you would want Vader to pick up when he picked up the Emperor to yell no. <laughs> no! <laughs> I felt that that scene does, it carries so much better when he doesn't speak. Well, that's how I feel about the 1986 um, Transformers movie, but I have to hear that as well. So you know what you you actually took the high road on that because I was I was betting that, that you were going to be like, oh, you mean like when you don't speak? I would appreciate that more often. Oh no, <laughs> just the Transformers animated film. Uh, David, exactly. David, what's what's your opinion to break up this? Um. I guess the the one thing that I didn't like about the special editions because there's there's a lot of stuff that's for Return of the Jedi is just superfluous as for like Sarlacc Pet didn't need it but didn't really care mm-hmm. but the ending celebration with 
the Ewoks, mm-hmm. and they they lose their song, they lose like everything that goes with it. Like they're drumming on the stormtrooper helmets now. It doesn't even go with the music, <laughs> and and being a a legends guy, and obviously now how it is in the the current movies. There's no way that just because the Death Star got destroyed that everybody's hunky-dory and everyone's celebrating all across uh, the core worlds and Outer Rim and everything. That that would never have happened. Wow. So. I didn't think about that in that sense. Because as it's been kind of... It's being established as the Empire didn't, like, loot... That was a loss, but that wasn't the end of the war. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's a good point. Good, good point. Well, well, well played. All right, so I guess since we're making amends, I, I think I have satisfied the I do enjoy, I do like Boba Fett, but I just wanted to point out, you know, the things I didn't like they did with him. So I guess the next one is um, we had a complaint lodged against us, Ellie. Ooh, snap. And, and it was a very scathing complaint lodged against us from Empire that we did not do justice to a certain character in that movie. <laughs> Yes, we did. Many sleepless nights. Yes, but we are going to make amends for that. Because we actually have the person who lodged the complaint right here. Yes, apparently we did not give Lando Calrissian enough respect, according to David. So now we are putting you on the spot by allowing you the opportunity to give him said respect. Lando Calrissian is amazing because not only is... He like the only person of color that's in the the tr- the original trilogy, but he rocks a freaking awesome cape. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> and he gets to pilot his original ship, the Millennium Falcon, because it was his before Han Solo like pulled some sneaky stuff and and won it off of him in some kind of back you know back back room sabak game or whatever, but. Yeah, Lando Calrissian's amazing, and he he's just one of those characters that I think ages well. I mean, he aged well during during the Legends series and just was involved in a whole bunch of fun stuff. But as we're talking about Jedi, I mean, he now, he can claim over Han Solo. He blew up a Death Star. Han Solo hasn't. Han Solo only helped with the previous one. No one cares about assists. No one does care about assist, <laughs> apparently. No, I, I mean, I, I, I made sure to have this to have this written up. Is I think that, you know, I know we didn't talk about Lando much in the previous for Empire, but I feel his big his bigger character turn and development actually comes in Jedi. Oh, yeah. Is, is that, you know, I don't know if you really trust Lando at, at the end of Empire. He, he still is just kind of, it seems like he's still trying to redeem himself for, you know, betraying them to the Empire. But I feel in this movie, it does a better job of, one, you, you find out that he's undercover at, um, at, at Jabba's. Right. Also, Han's willing to save him from the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. And Han doesn't really know what's been going on. All he knows is that Lando is there to save him. I mean, he can't even, well, he claims he can see, but we, we all know he still can't. Um, so he was willing to save him, and then he also, you know, it turns out that he's become a hero for the rebellion during the during the intervening time. He also becomes a general and is still wearing a sweet cape because he is wearing a cape during the meeting scene. 
Yes. I, I, so, someone else said that they, they didn't think he wore a cape, and I'm like, no, he has it on. You just don't really notice it in that, because then he doesn't have it on later. But he also is leading the attack on the Death Star for the fighter groups and everything. And I think that this was his... This, in my opinion, was his more true redemption for his actions, was showing his character development and growing as being someone that, that, that the the Rebel Alliance could trust and could put their faith in. I'd like to know how all these smugglers uh, just get to be promoted to general so quickly. It's so <laughs> easy for them, apparently. <laughs> but no, I just I just wanted to, to give that just just ju- just news. And ironically enough, you were able to be on for this episode, David. So I, I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about Lando as well, real quick. Well, I am pleased to be able to represent Lando Calrissian, the baddest man in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, this movie overall, as I kind of pointed out in my joking, kind of pointing out the weird plot, how it just jumps from planet to planet, even though all the Star Wars movies do that. What did everyone think about? You know, the reveal and the reveal and confirmation. On de- or actually no, we need to start on tattooing first, real quick. The the the, the Jabba's palace, everything going on with that, the rescue of Han Solo. It's something that I feel this it get, gets overlooked by a lot of people sometimes when they discuss Jedi because it seems like it's very much the beginning. Mm-hmm. And by, by by the end of the movie, you've sort of forgotten about that. I mean, is that is that just me saying that, or is is anyone else on board with that? It's just me. Aww. Just you. <laughs> crickets. Yes, tons of crickets. But no, I, I, I actually enjoy the Jabba scenes and everything. And it's it's one of those things where when I was originally watching it, and I pointed this out in New Hope, that the reveal of who Jabba is was a great reveal because you finally, you know, find out who this guy is who's been hunting Han from a from New Hope. And if you exclude the special editions, you never get to see him until this movie finally. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that Leia taking him out was a great, you know, moment too to show that you know she to show that you know how capable she is as a fighter and everything. Well, too. it's not just that scene; it's her when she comes in dressed up as the bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. It's this movie is great for really showcasing that Leia is not just some pretty princess. Mm-hmm. Like she's cunning. She's intelligent. She's scrappy like (laughs) she can climb behind java and do what she's got to do like she's she is not afraid to get in there and 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 you know do what she needs to do so i thought i thought this was a great movie for girls of the series um well and and boys too it's not just just girls but she's a great role model for you know females that you know people you know she can still be well rounded even though she's even though she's a princess. So I love that part of it. I think it's great. They represent her really well in this movie. I I, I think the the fact that the whole heist thing is really cool at the beginning. How they had this whole you know they 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 had Lando in there as you know an, an insider mm-hmm. in there in there as a as a guard and then and then her and Chewbacca go in for her to intentionally have Chewbacca sort of as as a bounty to get her in to get right. her trusted so that she could go try to rescue Han. And I don't know what, if she was able to rescue Han, was Luke just not going to be involved then or, but then, then they have Luke come in at the very end and kind of save him too. Right. So I, I just, I just thought that was interesting, but I'm going to take a moment if that's okay with everyone. 
because there is an interesting thing that someone who has been a friend of the podcast, and I'm going to refer to him as Chet Fett or Boba <laughs> Chet, Boba Chet, um, had pointed out, and I think I've discussed this previously on the order to watch it in. When Luke is first introduced, he kind of could go either way to light or dark. Because Chet made the argument back when we were doing a discussion of what order to watch Star Wars in, that if you did the machete method, you come back after seeing episode three to Return of the Jedi then, and you're seeing Luke possibly going down a dark path as well. Mm -hmm. He's wearing black. He's using a choke move. He's very overconfident about his abilities almost when he's when he's dealing with Jabba and everything. He is. Yeah. So it's something to where watching them in the machete order kind of shows kind of gives the illusion of Luke could possibly be going down a dark path as well and how easy it could be for him. So I just I just wanted to throw that out there because that was that was Chet's kind of kind of breakdown of you know hey you know luke's doing this luke's doing that if you watch the machete method it makes it more impactful then and i'm like wow i never thought of it that way so quick quick shout out to him and of course he's from down the hall podcast so check them out so so what did everyone think of the confirmation of vader being their father or being luke's father but then the extra revelation of leia being being the sister Okay, I remember watching it when I was younger. I came into Star Wars late, mm -hmm. uh, probably middle school-ish, give or take. So I remember watching it, and I was blown away. I was blown away by the reveal. I couldn't believe it. Uh, of course, I was like, oh, they kissed. That's so gross. But, you know, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? You don't really know. I mean, she's from uh, wherever, blown up planet. Alderaan. Alderaan and he's from Tatooine like there's what what are the chances that's like you know you doing a DNA test now with somebody across the planet and finding out that you're related like it's it's not really going to happen but there's always that slim chance <laughs> but yeah I mean it, and it was nice to to have uh to have uh Obi-Wan Kenobi back and hanging around and giving Luke some knowledge and discussion so I I, I enjoyed it uh, for what it was, and I'm was blown away by that revelation. Now, not so much because I've watched it a yeah. bunch of times, and I'm good with it. Ellie, what about you? Um, I absolutely loved it too. It's it it was a it was a good. The movie did a a really good job of kind of leading you towards it. Yeah, to where you're like. Yeah, I can see that. And then you're like, well, no, maybe it isn't. Like, you you think it's it's that's who it is, then you don't, and then you do. So I, I like the way it kind of plays with your mind a little bit. And then, of course, but that first time that you do find out about it, though, it is it is really, really awesome. So I liked it, too. Awesome. Awesome. I, I just wanted to know, because, I mean, that that's kind of the, the, the confirmation of the the previous movie of him saying, you know, hey, I am your father, and also Yoda's comment of there is another. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, that might have gone over people's heads back in the day, but I know us watching it now as adults and everything, and we've seen it a ton of times, it might lose the impact that that did when we were younger and possibly the first time we were seeing it to to get that confirmation be like, oh, wow. Right. So. Like, I'm, I look forward to when, like, our little ones. Mm-hmm watch it 
when they're old enough to understand what's going on. It's going to well, be fun to see their well, reactions. One of them understands what's going on in the point to where when we turn on Star Wars, she goes, Star Wars. Yes. It's, so, it's very cute. So, so she gets excited to watch to, to watch. I don't think she's grasping what's going on, but it's the it's, it's the lights and sounds and stuff that, yes. that she Star gets excited <laughs> excited about. So, um, can, can we skip the Ewoks? No. Okay. Can we have a discussion of Ewoks versus? I forgot their names already. The Gungans. What? No. Wookies. Oh, the Porg. I don't, yes. we can, how can we? They aren't, we haven't seen them in action yet. Uh, right, we can go by initial impressions. Just, just. Borg wins. Why? Because they look adorable. So do the Ewoks. <laughs> they eat people. Oh my gosh. We're not supposed to, we don't know what the Porgs are doing, so we're just going by the look of them. This, well, the look design, into, okay. Just go by the design of the character. Look into that thing. So, okay, we by by the way, there's a porg pop figure yes. on our desk. So so when we're referencing, <laughs> we keep and pl- looking at it. Look into that thing, soulless, empty eyes, and tell me that it is not adorable. And it would not eat people. You don't know that. They may be carnivores. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until they open their mouth. And yeah, exactly. Full, I, okay, full I, I have spiked teeth. Yeah, I, I have seen that that they do have spiked teeth and everything, but. <laughs> But but to be fair, the one we're looking at is just staring at us. I would say ominously, but I just feel like that's it looking at us anytime. I, I don't know. This is this is the, the porgs on the new Ewoks, I guess. Is that what you're trying to say? Is there supposed to be these cute and adorable things? I can't I can't I just they might be cute and cool, but I, I love the Ewoks. I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm gonna steal some of your thunder from a later section, which I mean, inspiration. We we we've gone over the original trilogy. Well, yeah, inspiration. I mean, it's inspiration. It's inspiration, exactly. But I know that orig- originally, wasn't it supposed to be Wookies instead of Ewoks? Yes. So what? Okay, for for a second, what are everyone's thoughts on that then? Uh. Going, going first, I guess. Uh, I know that they changed it because of how Chewbacca came across as, you know, technologically superior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon. He can pretty much do everything a standard humanoid can do in the, the realm of Star Wars. And that's not what they were going for because they'd be like, well, why haven't they done anything? I mean, what are they doing? Just hanging around waiting for somebody to come in and motivate them? Uh, and that's and that's why they reduced them down to teddy bear status. Ellie, your your opinion on Ewoks as you get giddy because I'm sure you're <laughs> gonna say something. I love them. They're so cute. I love the scene where they're sitting around and C3PO is telling the story. Yeah. By the so... way, super meta moment. <laughs> I know. He. C-3PO is sitting there telling them the story of Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> but it's so cool. It's such a touching moment. Han, Solo, and Leia, like, sitting there, you know, snuggling and going, oh, this is so lovely. This, this is, is so, so nice. lovely that, that, that we're having our droid. That, <laughs> the, the droid that they think of as a god telling the story of what we did when about two hours before this they were trying to eat us. <laughs> I want to make it very clear they were trying to eat them. Well, I mean, they were just, they were trying to um, appease their god-like C-3PO. person. Um, 
I don't know. They're they're funky. They're feisty. Uh, I love this scene with Leia, and she has the Ewok, and she's trying to give him a little bit of her granola bar thing, and then that showing him the helmet. I don't. It's just something about them. Something about the Ewoks is Star Wars to me. It's it brings me back to my childhood. I just I, I don't know. I just I have a special place in my heart for those little guys. I love them. Fair enough. Okay. I'm I'm not saying anything completely against them. There there's kind of a non thing for me in the movie. They're 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 there. If they weren't, I think that there would be something missing. But would I want more of them in the movie? No, and no, I do not care for the Ewok adventure. Just throwing that out there. We now. weren't talking about that. We're talking I'm, I'm about... confirming with everyone that that will not be brought up after the end of the sentence <laughs> anymore. Ooh, is that a challenge? No, it's not. <laughs> okay. Battle of Endor. It it is a three. It's technically turns into eventually a three way battle to where you have the space battle, the ground battle, and the battle between Vader and Luke. And this was just such an interesting battle to watch and have all the different things going because a lot of stuff relied on the other battles to sway in one way or the other. But I noticed something on the most recent watching of this, which if you follow us on Twitter, and I will post this on Instagram as well, there is a random rebel um, soldier when they are captured, who is in a scout trooper armor without the helmet on, does anyone know what his deal is? Anybody? No. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm saying this. I, I, I don't have a solid answer. I just happen to notice it on, like, what, the t- probably 50th time I've watched this movie. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a second. Hold on. Pause, pause, pause. Right. Why is that guy in a scout trooper outfit without a helmet on? Because if it... If you want to get really meta, it looks like the guy who they claim is Rex. Yeah. The, the recent revelation that they said that the, the old guy in the movie that has the white beard is supposed to be Rex. That he survives through, of course, the Clone Wars, through the Rebels, and then also is still on the Rebel Alliance and helping on Endor. It looks like him in a Stormtrooper outfit. I'm just wondering if there was a scene there that they were they were trying to go undercover as stormtroopers at a certain point, possibly. They got cut. I, I don't know. It's just it's just something weird in the background. There's and there's stories on everyone in Star Wars that that, that you see, like that background person that that bumped his head on the door. There's a story behind him. I'm just wondering if anyone knows the story on the random rebel <laughs> soldier that is dressed as a scout trooper. I would love to know. Tweet it at us. I, I would love to know the backstory, legend or. Legends or, you know, actual canon now. I, I just I just want to know something. Just help me out. <laughs> help them out, people. But has anyone else got any other opinions about the, the Battle of Endor? Or the, just any aspect of it? I love that my boy Wedge Antilles yeah. is in the space battle. Once again, showing up for the third movie where he's participated. And he now has two Death Star kills. Although... Not really. I mean, he he wasn't really. He didn't kill the first one, but again, assist. Well, so two, nobody yeah, cares. Yeah, I was but, about to say two assist. He has two assist. He, he he's got the the survived in the first one, and kill in in the second. So, I, I love Wedge Antilles, but that's that's more from comics and books and everything. But I really like him as that that like character that just keeps showing up and keeps you know trucking along for the 
the rebellion. But yeah, I'm I'm all about the the A wings and X wings and the Y wings and bummed that we didn't get to see any B wings, even though they had promotional materials with them blowing up like star destroyers. But well, they're, I love they're they're love in the stuff. battle. They you just don't see them do anything aside from just fly in, right? And I mean, they they this was also the introduction, by the way, of the Tie Interceptor too. Yes, which is the Tie Fighter that's more streamlined. That's supposed to be the rival to the A Wing and everything. So that that was something that I I I really like the design of those ties and everything. So those are introduced, and it's also the destruction of a Super Star Destroyer too. And I don't know that 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 whole battle scene where where the Death Star becomes operational. And, you know, Lando's, like, telling Akbar, you know, you, you, you got to move the cruisers in, you know, go 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 ship-to-ship battle with, with these Star Destroyers to try to, you know, basically use the Star Destroyers as shields from the Death Star. <laughs> it, it's just, it's so awesome because cause you kind of cut away and then you cut back to just this, this gigantic space battle going on that, that's unfolding. And it's just, I don't know, it was just so cool as a kid to see that. Yes. For me. I, like, that... That was the benchmark of space battles for me up until, obviously, Rogue One. But, I mean, there's a special place in my heart because you get, you get like, your heart starts beating once they actually go into the Death Star. Yeah. And then you're not sure if they're going to come out. And I know that they had filmed a alternative um, ending portion for that where uh, the Millennium Falcon is blown up in the explosion and... Han Solo looks up and he's like, "Oh, uh, she's gone or something." Like it's very, he he somehow has a connection and you know Lando and the the ship is blown up. But yeah, like that that's a that's a very fun scene. Like love it. So I I oh man that that would have been weird to have that. I don't know I don't how how do you feel about that Ellie if if they didn't make it. Wait, hold on. Would would Wedge have made it out okay? Wedge Wedge would have made it out okay, okay. but it, it was it was the Millennium Falcon <laughs> because you know that that thing is a, a little bit bigger, not as fast as a an X wing. But well, what's what's your opinion, Allie? Now now that that we know Wedge would have made it out okay, I would have been devastated. It it would have it yeah. would have been a really weird. I don't. I mean, I guess it's kind of the the heroes have to lose something in the end, and I mean. Not the Falcon. But yeah, but not the Falcon and not Lando. I oh, definitely not Lando. Or or Nian Yub, because I, I love him as a, a little, you know, background <laughs> character too. I mean I mean again, you get another character who doesn't speak anything in a basic language and they they all know what he's saying. Yep. I just wonder if, if they just have universal translators that we're just never <laughs> made privy to, or if just somehow well, you under it's I don't know. They have those little space slugs. Like, the the beta fish? Yes, they yeah. have the beta fish. Oh, no, wait. Is it beta fish? I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, it's you're talking about Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. Oh, Babblefish? Babblefish. Babblefish. Babble yes. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Wow, I was about to lose my street cred there for a second. <laughs> Thank God for like, David. I know. I was like, I was like, beta fish? No, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Something, I'm, I'm close. Some kind of bee fish. What is it? <laughs> Um, well, and I mean, I really liked the, the speeder chase too. Oh yeah. We did skip over that slightly. I, I thought that was really fun. And, um, boy, at one point, 
I don't know how they were going that fast and could still tell. Like, I'm, I'm sure, like, you know, Luke was using the force to not hit the trees. Yeah. And, but that's crazy how fast they were going at one point. It, it's... That, 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 that spear chase is very interesting, especially since they're driving around for a little bit and somehow Luke's just able to walk back <laughs> to yes. there. Like, like they, they, they don't really go that far. I guess they're just going in a big circle, maybe. Maybe he hitched a ride with the Flash. <laughs> that That's what happened. Oh, man. Uh, no, but that, that I mean, it's it's a great scene to kind of break break the group up and to have Leia, you know, sort of introduced to the, to the Ewoks beforehand. Right. And everything, so I, I thought that was a cool, you know, thing with that as a as a sort of a quick plot device too. And then Luke, of course, leaves. To I mean, do you think they were so accepting of Leia just because she was so nice? Like, what what's the difference between like they the way they um, accepted her versus the way they reacted to? I mean, I know Hans was being a jerk because you know he he had his <laughs> gun flaring around and a uh, flailing around and that sort of thing. But oh. And that and that also one one other thing one of my other favorite lines is is C is the C three PO during that scene, where where he says he's like oh it's it's against my program to to impersonate yes. a deity. <laughs> it, it was just it's such a just just a great and then Han's reaction like why you. I, I don't yes. know I I I think that that is, that is interesting I don't. If you really want me to keep going with this. Why did they have a dress that randomly fit her? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, because they ate the previous owner of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I am okay with my little teddy bears being man-eating carnis- carnivores. carnivores. Yes. So, it's okay. I'm Apparently, a, they'll for. just eat the men. They don't eat the women. I was about to say, maybe that's why. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you were saying something, David? Oh, I was going to say I'm all I'm all for like the viciousness of of Ewoks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it just I I can imagine like them getting out into the great beyond, like stowed away in cargo <laughs> ships or something. What havoc they would wreak across the galaxy? Oh, that is true. It is. Yeah. It is true. Um, so the the Vader versus Luke fight, and with with the Emperor there, I no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. Okay, it, it's. <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna skip to the end of it. Okay. I mean, if we're gonna go back and discuss it, I'm fine with that. He, where where he where he gets angry and kind of starts to accept, you know, the dark side and you know gives into emotion, and completely, you know, just starts just mashing away at Vader and then cuts off his arm, or hand, and then realizes, like, because because he doesn't know where he looks at his own hand that that mm-hmm. is robotic, and it's just one of those, I don't know, it was just such a great scene. Then he, you know, is like, no, I'm 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 not going to. You know, I'm I'm a Jedi like like my father before me, and then the Emperor tries to take him out. I mean, is is killing him, and then Vader has the you know realization of, you know, I I need to stop this. I just I don't know. It's just such a great, great kind of turn because you I guess that when you're watching it the first time, you kind of wonder is he really gonna 
going to allow him to basically kill his son. Right. Well, and it's... Or, or how, how powerful is the dark side? Well, and what I... What I enjoyed was, like, when you have that helmet on, yeah. like he does, clearly you can't show any different types of emotion. Mm-hmm. You can turn to the left, you can turn to the right, you can look up and down, but you can't really change the facial expressions. But I thought it was really well done the way, just the camera angles of kind of like zooming in and out and the way they did it. You could, even though you couldn't see his face, you could feel the struggle. Does that yeah, make it's, sense? It, it's like you didn't even need the character to speak to get the point across yeah. that, that he was... He was struggling. Yes. You didn't need the character to, you know, scream no or anything like that. Right. I agree with you. I don't I don't <laughs> think that that was... Sorry, I'm, I'm just, just... I know, you're... Just, I just, just beat it. Just beat it with beat, a dead horse. Just just beating beating that that, that dead emperor. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like I thought it was great the way it was so well done that you know, even with that mask on that helmet, you could still feel the torture he was going through. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like there there was no need for dialogue. What what they did with the the camera and how it was portrayed was perfect. There's it, that right there was. I mean, you know, you always get the characters that can't speak, but they can emote with their eyes or emote with their facial expressions. You get nothing with Vader, and you're able to still understand what he's going through on the inside. I, okay, quick thing on Vader. I feel through the entire series, I, I, oh, it seemed like even though, yes, he has no emotion on his face, but the way his character, you know, the way his, um, his movements and his gestures, mm-hmm. I felt they did a great job throughout the entire series of really conveying his emotions through those. Like, um, em- Empire's a good one to where he doesn't, it's just camera angles and gestures. And New Hope's the same way. I think they did a fantastic job with it throughout the entire thing to where you never got to see his emotions. I mean, you, you never got to see facial expressions to show emotions, but yet you could kind of see how he felt, you know, when, when, when he's yelling, yelling at Leia. You're, you're part of the Rebel Alliance on the trade. You know, he's he's really wagging that finger in her face. You mm-hmm. know, when, when he's angry with officers and Empire, you, you get that point across without seeing, you know, him furling his brow at them. Right. It's it, it's the inflection. It's the tone. It's it's the... He, he's, as, he, he's as stupid as he is, blah, 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 and turns around and chokes him. It's just, I think they did such a great job with a character that couldn't show any emotions the entire time. Right. Sorry, kind of, kind of flashing back through, through through the series a little bit there. It's okay, it's allowed. <laughs> well, and I have a, and, and I could just, just be just silly and missed it, but if somebody could explain to me, because I really am confused, like, every time I watch this movie and this, this whole scene... The Emperor is just throwing electrical stuff. Force lightning. Force lightning like crazy at Luke. Mm-hmm. Like for a lot of time. He yeah. kept blasting him and blasting him and blasting him, right? Is it because Vader is like... A, he has a lot of mechanical mechanical stuff in him. Why is it that he barely gets it? not near as long as Luke does and he dies from that and Luke literally has been probably three times longer getting shot with this force lightning and he pretty much gets up and it's like oh 
you know, and then goes and see, <laughs> like, it's like it, how can somebody explain to me how is as powerful and as strong as Vader is supposed to be? He holds them for a mere, like, maybe five seconds before he throws them off. Yeah. But Luke is, like, getting just ransacked with force lightning for much longer time. And he kind of just brushes it off and gets up. How did, like, does anybody have an opinion on that? David, do you got something? Because I actually have canon and speculation references. Okay. Oh, good, because the only the only thing I could think of was damaging the electronics somehow yeah, see, within that's the what, Vader yeah, suit. Yeah, see, and that's what I was thinking, is that he's got so much electrical things that that might be why it affected him harder. But All right, so my speculation before the kind of canon explanation, I guess, is that he was toying with Luke. Once Vader picked him up, he amped up the power okay. to actually try to injure Vader. Is my is is my guess for sort of my my speculation? If you want to not include, you know, a canon reference in canon in the recent Vader book that takes place during like right after Episode Three ends. Like basically, mm-hmm. when, when he's sitting there, um, it, it actually retcons a little bit of that. And I and I'm trying to remember this. I didn't know this would be brought up, and I would have referenced oh, it better. <laughs> I, I don't know, but the, the the dialogue sort of changed. Invader's actually kind of almost choking the Emperor. He's like got him slammed into the wall and is kind of choking him and then lets him go and they kind of have this little quick little dialogue and then the Emperor shocks him. Like just hits him with, with force lightning and makes him realize you in this condition in that suit are extremely susceptible to force lightning. Okay. Remember that next time you try to cross me. Okay. So that's kind of... So it is the, it is the fact that he's not... He's Well, that, like I said, that is the quote-unquote canon, canon thing, is that, that, is that okay. his suit is, is very susceptible to force lightning, which is another reason he doesn't really learn how to use it, per se. Because force lightning is something that, I mean, is very hard to control, per se. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I'm, I'm guessing that's, that's, that's I guess... Ret- they kind of retconned it from there. I think originally it was, you know, he was beaten in battle. You know, Luke kind of messed him up a little bit, and I think the Emperor did hit, hit, hit the electronics and kind of knocked out probably a lot of his life support. So okay, yeah, it's just that's something I always every time I see that scene, it just makes me go, huh. <laughs> but. So yeah, I mean, it, like, like I said, they they've kind of retconned it sort of to where it's just pointed out that his suit's susceptible to it so interesting stuff but yeah the the the, the new vader comic's actually really good and as as i will point this out our next episode will be the canon discussion where we discuss you know comic books tv shows and stuff like that so look forward to that in october quick little plug for that so we'll probably be discussing that a little bit more then because that also tells the story of how vader gets his first red lightsaber and it's interesting how the new canon goes with with, with how, a, how a red crystal is formed now. So that's it's really cool. <laughs> but I, I guess um, for light discussion, I don't know if you guys have anything, but since we are ending a trilogy and kind of ending the original Star Wars saga that we, all, all three of us here, grew up with, I guess what is everyone's opinion on either the original trilogy or just everything combined? here if we want to take the opportunity to do to discuss this for a minute you know a lot of trilogies don't work a lot of trilogies have a weak uh episode 
And I know that Return of the Jedi generally gets tagged with that of like, oh, Return of the Jedi is like the weakest of the originals. And for me, they all work. They all combine to make this really expansive universe that really before before the, like they had done a Star Wars, there really wasn't much of that happening. I mean, you did have Star Trek doing its own thing on the TV show, but Star Wars was this really like summer blockbuster toys, clothing, basically anything is like the first one to have marketing is the first one to start people really dressing up in like to be characters and Star Wars conventions. And I mean, this movie series has changed the face of the planet as far as pop culture goes how stories are told um the hero's journey being used by just different characters i don't know what people could say about it obviously like it's been tinkered with and changed and altered from the the originals that we watched as kids growing up but the the essence is still there and I I I just love the Star Wars trilogy. It's it's one of those things where when I die, one of those things that I'd love to know that just continues on is that the original trilogy is still around and that please don't be on the deathbed and they announce like that they're going to remake <laughs> it. <laughs> no beep. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> See that 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 is justified then. Yes, it would be. But I, I mean, what what can you say? For for all the stuff that George Lucas gets, he he has done something that very few people have really done in a lifetime, let alone like such a short amount of time with these movies. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Really, I mean, it's kind of what david said is is perfect it, it's it's inspired this is why we need to stop letting people guess because they take all of our good talking points no no it's it's great that he said that i i mean just like what he said you know merchandise um you know there's there's conventions just for star wars mm-hmm. and i really feel like that was one of the first ones i mean nowadays there's conventions for just harry potter and for doctor who and you know they and then they'll do just like science science fiction conventions and stuff like that but you know it's it was a first for so many things and and that's what's great about it, it it's inspired so many things after it and it's still going um, and we could probably have a whole episode about talking about what happened to Star Wars after Disney took it over. Um, <laughs> that's another day. That is, um, I'm happy that there's more Star Wars. And I'm happy that we're seeing more, you know, more animated stuff. And the mm-hmm. little, little, little short Vignettes. clips that they have now. And um, I just, I'm glad there's novels and comic books. There's so much for the fans out there. And so even though, you know, we, we did have a while after the original trilogy before there were more there was just so much other stuff too so it's it's just so much content out there and it's 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 great i guess my opinion on the original trilogy is this if i really want to be us uh can can see i don't know if i want to say this that way Hmm? 
um, I, I, I feel I can watch the original trilogy and not need to watch the prequels if I don't want to. I feel it is a complete story within itself without the prequels. I feel the prequels. Yeah. And, and, of course, the newer stuff is adding to it. I feel like, you know, special edition or not, regular, I mean, original edition or not, that these movies are just so iconic and that you you can do whatever you want. But for me, my Star Wars is 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 the original trilogy. I mean, I, I love what they've done. I love stuff from the prequels. I love what they're doing with the new trilogy. But the thing that that made me fall in love with these movies are the is the original trilogy. Oh yeah, hands down. The, these are what I grew up on. I, I I saw the special editions and everything. I they they did a theatrical release of those. They had to have because I know I saw it in theaters. They did. Yeah, they, they did, did. Okay, I, in uh, ninety seven. Yeah. I'm I'm I was like I know they did. I swore I saw that in theaters. Yeah. I was waiting for it. You go no, they didn't. No, they they did. Yeah. But no, it's it's just something that I remember seeing them in theaters, and it was something I was so excited for as a kid. And it's, and I mean, I, I I found some of the old toys I had, and you know, it's something that, like, I I have toy lightsabers that 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 you know our kids are playing with now, and it's something that I think. Star Wars as as a whole will truly transcend, you know, from generation to generation. And if they keep doing stuff, that's great. But for me, I I, I love it what they're doing. I want to keep. I want them to keep doing it because it's more stuff I can watch and right. it's more stuff I can enjoy. But for me, those three original movies are the truest things to Star Wars that that, that I I have at my heart. And you can do every special edition you want of it. It will still have some some of the original stuff in there though. Well, and, and just also, like, kind of what I was saying, too, the music. Yes. I, I mean, they have concerts where it's just big orchestra pits just playing the music from Star mm-hmm. Wars. And I don't know of any other s- movie series or anything that does that, do they? Do, Harry are, are Potter. They, does Harry okay, Potter yeah. do it? Okay. <laughs> they, they do Harry Potter now, too. Yeah, I mean, it's but that's, that's amazing that, you know... Th- there's such a love for just the music that they have, you know, these these concerts just for that. So, but that is really exciting about the Harry Potter. I will have to check that out. Um, just real quick, I guess I want to say this. Um, since I guess we completed the Star Wars saga, yes, we do have The Force Awakens and Last Jedi to do discussions on yet. Um, we do have the canon discussion, so those will be coming out as of course time goes on but um i i want to kind of say this i don't think i'm going to be popular for force awakens i just want to say this now <laughs> i feel like you know this is, we 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 can look at these movies as a complete thing yes force awakens and last jedi i think until the ninth movie comes out we're kind of looking at pieces of a whole puzzle right right mm-hmm. now and since this is kind of a complete picture we can step back and admire the entire picture the, the the finished product here right and i think eventually you know once once all is said and done i'm sure we will on the podcast revisit you know the complete star wars the 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 complete nine trilogy i mean the 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 three trilogy i guess um skywalker saga because i'm sure they're, they're going to sparse off into other stuff which is which is fine and cool but what do you call it when it's two instead of a trilogy uh uh sequels sequels okay well so, i mean that's, that's so that's we'll a, discuss the remake and then the sequels uh, <laughs> okay i'll stop i'm stopping go ahead 
I just, I just want to say, you know, I, I, I can't can't wait for us to discuss the newer movies, but I feel like in the end, we are not going to be able to see the full picture of those. Until, until they all come out, yeah. Yes, I, I, I think that that is something that we, we will eventually get to, but these we, we can look at as a the, if, if I dare say, masterpiece that they are. I agree. Four, five, and six, you can definitely just watch them as a trilogy and enjoy the story and of course you know you watch them and there might be some questions but it's a good they work well together Mm -hmm. but one two and three i don't get that same complete feeling like like you do with four five and six agreed because you're watching stuff from a certain point of view oh my god (laughs) i can't just just move on never Well, Star Wars fans, as I've said before, we have still more stuff to go with this. And and trust me, after our year-long celebration of Star Wars is is done, we, we have some other stuff in the pipeline for that. But it will not be the end of Star Wars for Zing this. We, we promise we, it will be brought up probably several more times and everything. I mean, we got more movies coming out, so we got that. But, but as for the discussion on the order and everything like that, you know, we, we want to thank you for listening so far. And, you know, we got, we got the the two of the newer trilogy movies and then the canon discussion coming up. But um, I just want to thank David Ginsburg from the great podcast Tales from the Fandom for coming on today to discuss one of his favorite fandoms. I am stealing your thunder right now, sir, so please steal it back <laughs> from me and give everyone a taste of what they can get if they listen to your podcast. Uh, Tales from the Fandom is a generally weekly show uh, with different guests each week talking about uh, their specific fandoms. And I'm pretty safe to say that we've left no fandom unturned, although there are some that haven't gotten as much love as others. But uh, we've gone through like Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, Twilight has even been talked about. Uh, My Little Pony, Magic the Gathering, role-playing games, uh, board games, cosplay. I've had authors on to talk about their books. Uh, We've pretty much... Firefly. Firefly. The (laughs) Hobbit. uh, We do anniversary episodes. We sometimes do, like, movie or TV reviews. It just depends. Uh, I mean, we've, we've got some great stuff coming up. I'm actually confident to say that we have recordings, uh scheduled from now until march at this point so wow i I can guarantee i can guarantee that there's going to be some amazing stuff coming up and you guys have been on a total of what three times now um star wars star wars firefly and your your episode your own episode so and the um hobbit one i had a I, i i was one of the members of your party for yes, that one. My, co- my company of yes. 14. Yes, I, I was one of the company in that one. So, yeah, you guys, everyone can check us out. We're on Facebook, and uh, I'm becoming more active on Twitter. Uh, so you can find us there and on any of your popular podcast apps. Uh, just Tales from the Fandom. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us for, for the conclusion to the, I guess, Star Wars the, the original Star Wars trilogy. Yes. It was my pleasure. <laughs> All right. So, Ellie, you want to tell people where they can find us? Uh, Podbean. You can also find us, of course, on Stitcher and Google Play. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Apple Podcasts. Oh, yes. 
And if you're on Apple Podcasts, what do you do, Ellie? A five-star review. We would greatly appreciate that. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And Instagram, it's at Zingness Podcast. Mm-hmm. You, you have the podcast tag. The other ones are, of course, just search Zingness. Yes. Find us on Twitch. If you want to support the podcast, you can, of course, go to patreon.com slash Zingness. You can also find us on YouTube. Just search Zingness. And if you want to email us directly. Zingness at gmail.com. Of course, um, our sound guy is A-A-Ron. Our logos are done by Chris Zinger and DJ Golden Boy. 89. Play us out. And of course, we'll be back next month for the canon discussion. So let us know what your favorite stuff from in Star Wars canon is. 